This is Matt. And this is Seth. And welcome to The, the Heretic, Heretic House. Here we like to talk about spiritual topics and what we think about them. And hopefully we can help you come up with some of your own thoughts and ideas. Hi there, and welcome to this episode of Heretic House. Today, we are going to be talking about God's judgment. So, Seth, let me start with you. What is God's judgment? Well, if you asked me probably 10 years ago, I'd probably say that God's judgment is when uh, we get to the end of uh, either our life or, or the end of this world, and God judges our sins and says whether we go to hell or if we're going to go to heaven and... Um, That'd be pretty much the end of it. I mean, today, if if I was to say what God's judgment is, it'd be a lot different. And I think we're going to cover that a lot in, in this uh, podcast. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but, um, well, let me pass it back to you. What, what would you say God's judgment is? Well, yeah, the idea of being at the end, and that's where the judgment comes in, I I would have thought of that as well. But I also thought that God's judgment was an ongoing thing where we were being judged pretty constantly and as a result there was consequences for our actions and God was constantly upset with us but um, yeah I, I would agree that I no longer think that way and so I I would like to talk about what I actually do think about yeah yeah me too because I, I you know you bring up a good point we it was kind of an ongoing uh ongoing a judgment that you know we you're always thinking of don't do that because god's going to judge you for that um, and then i mean but i guess there was also that jesus was there to be an advocate for us but so that i'm not sure we have this uh we we kind of split god and jesus sometimes where God is the judge and, and Jesus is the advocate for us. Uh, but then what's interesting that I find in um, the Bible is that like Paul talks about the judgment seat of Christ. Uh, so actually Christ is actually our judge. So what is the judgment seat? So there, there's two judgment seats. There's the Bema seat and the judgment seat. Mm. Uh, the Bema seat is where the rewards are given out. And then I think it's called the great white throne is where the judgment is pronounced. So to those, according to my old theology, right, mm. to those who have received Christ, to those who believe in Jesus, there will be rewards given, there will be crowns given. And uh, those, of course, we lay them all down at the feet of Jesus. But then after that, so that's at the beginning after the thousand-year reign of Christ, there is this final judgment of the world where all of the people who have ever lived come and they stand before this judgment. And those whose names were not written in the book of life, those who did not receive Christ, uh, they are thrown into the lake of fire because they're sinners. And those who did go on to eternal life in heaven forever. Uh, again, I want to reiterate, I don't think that anymore, but that that's basically what I used to believe. Mm. Yeah, we well, if we still believe that today, we wouldn't be having a podcast a, about a heretic house. That's so. correct. <laughs> I just don't want people to get scared, you know? Don't want scary. people to get scared about... 
judgment yeah oh like, yeah it's a really scary topic like um you know there, there's a lot that's riding on this hmm yeah so what would you say you would what would you call the judgment seat today so it's interesting i i don't know where i completely fall other than in this moment right now i am judging myself and others are judging me and i think that is the judgment seat today there are days in which i'm judged and there are rewards given there are crowns given there are other days or moments in which i'm judged and there's condemnation given not by god but by the other people mm -hmm. in my life or even by myself so i would say that's the judgment seat today um, it's not okay. at the end of the life it's at the end of every moment so it's not it's not really coming from god it's, no but from people from people okay i can see that uh but i think there's two sides of judgment judgment's not good or bad it's just a, a judgment between whether something is wrong or right and I think there is a judgment seat and when I think when uh, the authors of the the Bible are talking about that uh, at least my interpretation I think they're talking about their the, ju the judgment that God gives out is that we're all good and, and um, he loves us and uh, he makes a judgment not that we're evil but that we're good yeah, and I guess it really depends on who you're talking to, right? Yeah. Because I think we're both evil and good. Um, hmm. We, As far as God sees us, you know, we're good, right? But let's be honest, uh, the way we see ourselves and the way we actually act is not always good. We do bad things. We do things that miss the mark that we're aiming for. Um we mistreat each other. We, we judge each other. <laughs> right. And, um, and sometimes we even condemn each other and that's, those, those are characteristics that we want to avoid. Yeah. So, okay. So that's like way off from where we want to go. Cause uh, we're talking about God here, right? Yeah. We're talking about the way that God views us and, um, what is the judgment seat? If there is a period of time, before we get to whatever is next and there is this judgment <clears throat> excuse me then perhaps there is a seat in which we'll have to give account for the way we lived i just don't see that i i would see it more along the lines of there is a seat in which we review the way we lived and see how we could have done it different, mm. which would prepare us for whatever is next. Or just teach us what this experience was all about. I, I don't know. I actually 100% agree. I was actually just thinking about this the other day. Is And I don't want to kind of cover, we, we already went over hell, but in, in a sense, I mean, when you're talking about judgment, you're talking about, you're kind of breaching the topic of hell a little bit, but it's it'd be interesting if uh, what if at the end of our lives and we uh, what hell could actually be and the judgment could be is that we actually do see everything that we did in our lives and 
those who've committed like these terrible atrocities, like let's say Hitler, and if he has to review, he has to see the lives that he affected and, and the terrible things that he has done. I mean, maybe in his life he was removed from that because he didn't really see these things that were happening to the Jews or, or any of the people that he afflicted. But if he saw every single person, saw their life, and then saw what how he changed their life for the worse, I mean, that, that I mean to me, that would be hell. And, and um, I think you could, uh, there could be a transformation in that to actually see what the truth is and that um, actually that, that could bring, I think that could bring anybody back to, to the Father just seeing uh, what they've done in, in their lives, kind of like a restoration. Mm. Yeah. So if there is a judgment, it's a good thing. Yeah, and it's uh, and the judgment isn't so much God judging somebody, but the person actually judging their own life and, and their all their decisions. But, yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, and who knows? I might change my mind tomorrow. So yeah, you might. Yeah, <laughs> but then I, I'm wondering also. Uh, we also hear that Christ is our advocate, but then He's also our judge. So Christ is our advocate and our judge. So how does how does that work? So again, that would go back to the two seats, right? Uh, he's our judge and that he's going to reward us. He's going to give us crowns. And we take those crowns and we give them back to Jesus. Hmm. But then he's our advocate when we're standing before the great white throne of judgment where there is this condemnation in the balance, right? And Jesus is our advocate. At least that's the picture that was always given. Yeah. Jesus is our advocate. He holds the file that says uh, their sins are already paid for, so they get they get the ticket to go to heaven, right? We get to ride that train to heaven. Um, yeah, and and that's all great if you actually still believe in that. Yeah. End of times thing. Right, like Judgment Day. Yeah. Which, you know. So so is there a Judgment Day in your views? I have no idea, man. Like I don't think so. I I think if it there is a judgment day like like we've already discussed it's it's within ourselves uh to prepare us to reunite with the divine mm-hmm. and to hold in balance both our our poor choices and our wise choices and knowing that all of those choices need to equal out at some point. They need to they need to regain in that balance. So and uh, you want, uh, one thing you're going to see in, in recurring in our podcast, and I'm talking to our, our listeners, probably all two of them or however many we have, uh, is that every, I, think, I believe that everything that it, God does or has for us is to help us. And to, it's not for his own glory, really, or his own glory would be to help us and to, to further... Uh, his relationship with us and just so that he we can connect with him so uh, that's so if if there's a judgment I think the and I think this kind of correlates with what we've already been talking about is that the judgment is only for our benefit yeah it's not uh, trying to appease appease a deity that uh, um, can't stand us for what we've done in this world 
Mm-hmm. So that's what I believe. But so speaking of appeasement, like how does God's wrath fit in with uh, judgment or or the judgment day? I mean, yeah, I want to read uh, a scripture uh, passage from Isaiah 27. And he says, in that day, the Lord with his hard and great and strong sword will punish Leviathan, the fleeing serpent, Leviathan, the twisting serpent, and he will slay the dragon that is in the sea. Mm-hmm. In that day, a pleasant vineyard, sing of it. I, the Lord, am its keeper. Every moment I water it, lest anyone punish it. I keep it night and day. I have no wrath. Would that I had thorns and briars to battle. I would march against them. I would burn them up together. Or let them lay hold of my protection. Let them make peace with me. Let them make peace with me. So I think it's interesting, right? Because here we have this judgment, this wrath of God that's going to be poured out on Leviathan. Mm The, what does he say? The fleeing serpent, the twisting serpent, the dragon that is in the sea. This, of course, is a picture of Satan, the accuser of the brethren, the one who's bringing these railing accusations against us. But then of us, God says, in that day, a pleasant vineyard, sing of it. So we are the pleasant vineyard, right? We are the fruit of the Lord. Hmm. Um the Lord is our keeper. Every moment he waters us, uh, he will not let anyone punish us. He has no wrath in himself. If he had wrath, he would come against the briars and the thorns. That would be, you know, all of uh, our negative behaviors. He would come against that, but he doesn't. Instead, he says, let them make peace with me. Let them make peace with me. Uh, this God this creator, this source wants us to make peace with it, wants us to be united with it, wants to do everything to nourish us, to restore us, right? Jesus, uh, or not Jesus, but Paul later on talks about how we have been given the ministry of reconciliation, be reconciled to God, be brought together to God. And so what judgment is there that God has? If God has any judgment, if God has any wrath, if God has any condemnation, it is for the accuser, it is for the serpent, it is for that one who will be sent into destruction according to the revelation. Uh, for us, the vineyard, the people, the children of the living God, he has nothing but a desire for peace, for nourishment, for growth, uh, that's what he desires for us. Hmm. He won't let anyone punish us. That's wild. Yeah, that that is wild, and it's powerful. Yeah, and it's a it's a beautiful outlook, beautiful mm-hmm. take on it. Especially, he says, "I have no wrath," or or at least Isaiah said, "He has no wrath," which uh, which uh, that's not how we would think. Today in Christianity, uh, how we would think of it, yeah. of God. Yeah. Um, I like to say, if God had any wrath, according to your theology, it would have been poured out on Jesus. I don't believe that anymore. Right. I don't believe God had anything to do with the death of Jesus. I think that had all to do with man. But if God did have wrath, and if there was, in fact, condemnation, 
Jesus is the one who was supposed to have paid that, God himself would have received that wrath upon himself in the form of Jesus Christ on the cross, right? Mm -hmm. And he would have bore all of that. So we're in the same place either way. There is no more wrath towards us, his vineyard, his people, his children. It's all been poured out. In fact, I believe, according to this passage in Isaiah, we get this picture that God doesn't judge us at all. It's, mm. it's gone. Mm. That, that's kind of what it leads you to. Well, maybe not there's no judgment, but I think you said it already that the judgment or the wrath that is poured out is on Leviathan, the serpent. Yeah. In Revelation, when we look at the lake of fire, I forget what chapter it is in. I think it's in 18. Um, we see the serpent, or not the serpent, we see the dragon, the false prophet, and the beast all thrown into the lake of fire. Mm-hmm. We, we literally see them thrown into the lake of fire. And then there's this if statement, and John is very poetic, and he wants to get people to think. And he says, if anyone's name was not written in the Lamb's book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Uh, that's a big if, right? Mm-hmm. Because who, who wrote those names? Mm-hmm. And what name would the author leave out? Right. If he is the father and we are his children, what father would throw his children into hell? Not one. Mm. Not right. one father. If not would do one. That. Then everybody's written in there. Everyone's name is written. Yeah. That's the good news. Yeah. So does that. So we're talking about pretty much that none of us have a wrath upon them that uh, God doesn't really judge us for sins so much as we might have been taught but then does that mean god is just because the i think what a lot of people would say well if there's a lot of people who've done all these atrocities would god be just in letting them go so i mean just what does it mean that god is just so god set up this global earthly economy where every action has an equal and opposite reaction, Mm. right? And there are consequences for our actions, both good and bad. And it may appear as though someone has gotten away with murder, right? And they may get away with it in this lifetime. But they will have to face it. They, like we talked about earlier, in whatever is next, there's, there's this uh, time of recalling and revealing what, what our lives were like and how we can change for what's next. We're going to have to deal with it. And I'm sure there is pain involved in that, uh, even if it is just emotional, internal pain of like, oh, my goodness, hmm. look at what I've done. Right. So, yeah, God is just just like you are just right. You look at your children and you let their consequences play out. And sometimes as a parent, you impose consequences Mm. or you you help the children realize the consequences of their actions. Mm. But God is just. Yeah. Um, because there's no other way for God to be. Mm. 
Uh, he just is. He's he's balanced. So it's pretty much it's built into his our world. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Built into our world. Yeah. Well, we've talked a lot about God's judgment, but God's not the only one who judges people. Right. So <laughs> actually, I, th- I believe that Christians can be the most judging people of all. I mean, it depends on the uh, the person. But is there ever a, a place where we can judge other people or judge other Christians? I just judged other Christians. Yeah. So you did. So can we do that? I mean, was I was I wrong? I so let's um let's talk about observations, right? We're all a picture. Each one of us is a display of something. We're all examples. And so we're looking at all of these examples around us. And consequently, we are an example for someone else or other people. They're looking at us as if we're examples. Mm. And we look at that example and we we judge it to determine how we want to live. I think that's a righteous, excuse me, a righteous judgment. So let's say um, there's a person and we're looking at them and maybe like in the scriptures it talks about, let not many of you become teachers because as such you will incur a stricter judgment, right? Mm. So there's this teacher uh, and he is saying that we should live a certain way. And then he goes ahead and lives the opposite of that way. We look at that and we say, huh, that's interesting, right? So, so which way is it? And as a teacher, that person, I should say, not he, but that person has elevated themselves in a sense to say, I know something that you need to know. Mm. And they teach us that. And then, and then they fall. And what do we do with that? You know, there's, there's, by nature of their position, uh, they are more seen than a, a regular Joe. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so is there a place for judgment? The judgment should be not the condemnation of another, but rather the alteration of our own lifestyle. Uh, we should look at someone else's actions and rather than condemning or affirming that person, we should say, how, how should I alter my life based on what I'm observing in this other yeah. individual? Yeah, you have a saying, right? Uh, when somebody cuts you off in traffic or whatever. Yeah. You Thank say, you for your example. <laughs> Thank you for your example. Thank you for your example. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good way to look at it because you can't change other people's actions. No. You can only change what your, what your actions are. And not to condemn somebody else for theirs, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you that you gave me that example to... To not do that. And that's not to say that I can't approach, I can't approach Seth and say, hey, I, uh, I noticed the way you responded to your daughter. And I noticed, I noticed what it, that response did to you. Um, I think there might be a better way to approach this. Would you like to talk about that? Or something along those lines. But those cases um, require a great deal of intimacy. Um, you can't just walk up to some Joe on the street and be like, hey, you're smoking. That's going to kill you. Hmm. Like, you shouldn't do that. Um, that's not your place. And that person probably already knows that that's going to kill them. So, yeah, you know, you're just you're just pointing out the, the flaw that he already knows he has. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. 
Uh, well, I guess then you can't. You think we kind of talked about what true justice is? I think we kind of already talked about that, but let's let's lay it out. What what would you say true justice is? True justice, yeah, would be the reconciliation of all things. Hmm. Um, in our flawed way of thinking, we want there to be a real harsh punishment, but true justice is the making right of all things. So that's that's what I believe. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah, justice is just. Uh, is that reconciliation? Mm-hmm. I also believe justice is uh, instead of somebody that's got that's done something wrong, getting justice and getting punishment for it. I see more of justice as somebody who's been wronged, and uh, somebody that's been wronged, and actually, uh, I don't know what the word I'm saying, trying to look for here is, but just that's made right. That that wrong yeah. that's been done to that person. Has been made right, and in and even for the person who's done wrong, you know, true justice would be a, a discipline rather than a punishment, right? It would be a it'd be a teaching, mm. like a learning from what they did. So I've done these things, and now I'm dealing with the consequences. And while dealing with the consequences, I'm realizing how I can live differently. I think that. That's the culmination of true justice. Yeah, I believe so. It's making, it's almost an equalization. Yeah, like, uh, a balancing. A balancing. The scales are balanced. Yeah, well, that's what it is, justice. Right. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think that's it, right? Okay, yeah. So uh, I guess that's, uh, that's all for today. We're going to uh, hopefully... See you next week for our next... You know what? We talked about righteousness. Maybe we can do that next week. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Sounds good. Righteous, uh, righteous anger, righteous... Yeah. Well, well, we'll see about that. So see. we'll see you next week, and thank you for listening. Take care. Bye now. Bye.